Welcome to the Naked Truth Podcast, a raw and unfiltered exploration of living in truth and transforming lives, no matter what challenges we've faced. If you've ever felt the weight of a troubled past, whether it be a painful childhood, enduring toxic relationships, or any other adversity, this podcast is for you. In the Naked Truth, we offer a safe place for our guests to share their personal journeys, providing inspiration and insight to our listeners. Our discussions are candid, compassionate, and free from judgment, as we understand that each path to healing is unique. Through the power of storytelling, we aim to shatter the stigma surrounding trauma and adversity, Encourage an open dialogue that fosters empathy, understanding, and growth. Our guests have faced the darkness head-on, and they're living proof that there is light at the end of even the darkest tunnel. Join us on this transformative journey as we uncover the human spirit's resilience, celebrate triumphs over tragedy, and discover the tools and perspectives needed to navigate the challenges that life throws our way. Together, we will learn, grow, and expand our minds, forging a community of support and compassion along the way. No matter where you are in your journey, The Naked Truth invites you to join us as we unravel the threads of our past, embrace our vulnerability, and uncover the power of truth in changing lives. Let's walk this path together and discover the beauty of resilience and healing. Welcome to the Naked Truth Podcast. So today we have a special episode that will resonate deeply with anyone who has experienced a troubled childhood. If you faced adversity, trauma, or difficult circumstances during your formative years, this is an episode you won't want to miss. In this candid and heartfelt discussion, we will be exploring the courageous journeys of what people have gone through from overcoming the impact of child abuse to breaking free from toxic relationships. This is what it's gonna be about today. We're gonna embark in, as a former therapist, I have had the privilege of working with a diverse range of clients, each seeking help for their unique struggles. And from navigating the challenges of finding and maintaining jobs, component, and, you know, coping with issues, related to alcohol use, abusive partners, even coping with toxic relationships and the aftermath of multiple divorces. So in my practice, I encounter clients grappling with depression and overall sense of dissatisfaction with life, and as well with those who feel lost, wondering without clear direction or goals. So what do these people all have in common? They have been through some type of abuse as children and there's types of child abuse there's physical where you get hit push whip burn bruises others are internal such as broken bones fractures or hemorrhaging there's or we're going to discuss further on in this podcast and but for now i want to talk a little bit about signs and symptoms of childhood trauma in adulthood The symptoms of childhood emotional neglect and trauma is someone who judges themselves more harshly than they judge others, has trouble knowing what they're feeling, secretly feeling there's something wrong, I'm not normal, 
you feel constantly empty inside. Uh, you flinch or jump at loud noises or views the world in a negative light to an extreme, constantly on the edge, fearful about something bad happening. Uh, learn not to trust others. Others are unsafe and dangerous. Others will let you down and fail. Or you have difficulty with boundaries, difficulty saying no, wants others to like them, fierce conflict and tension has addiction and substance use issues, such as extremely anxious or worried or finds life hopeless or feels easily overwhelmed, unable to remember large parts of their childhood, difficulty in relationships, like over-apologizing for everything and afraid to take up space, self-isolation, avoid people, yearns for validation and people-pleasing, seek constant attention and find a way to feel good about themselves. Um, having a low self-worth. Uh, self or many times, um, it's extremely emotionally intelligent and it picks up on everything, like nonverbal communications, faces, tones. So what exactly is emotional neglect? Emotional neglect is when parents don't take an interest in their child and they do not talk or hold or hug the youngster and are generally emotionally unavailable to the child. Childhood emotional neglect is a failure of parents or caregivers to respond to a child's emotional needs. And this type of neglect in childhood can have harmful consequences into adulthood. A parent may fulfill the child's physical needs, such as a home, clothing, and food, as well as their educational needs, however, fail to support their child emotionally, leading to the child's inability to develop healthy emotions later in life. The child may believe that since parents ignored emotions such as anger and sadness, this means that their emotions do not matter or are unacceptable. So what are the characteristics of emotionally neglectful parents? They're selfish or self-involved parents. They put their own needs first. They cannot validate their child's own personality. They expect to be praised by their child. Energy taken up by life struggles and transitions, like divorce, loss, single parent. Parents who were emotionally neglected as children. But if there's an absence of such validation of a child's importance to the parent, and if a child is made to feel shame for wanting or needing attention from one parent or the other often enough, she or he will grow up being blind to many of their emotional needs. So what is childhood trauma? Child abuse is harm or risk of harm caused to a child by a parent, caretaker, or another person responsible for the child's safety. This can include physical, neglect, emotional, and even sexual abuse. And children who have experienced traumatic events need to feel safe and loved. Not every child who experiences traumatic event will develop symptoms of traumatic stress. Whether or not you do depends on a range of factors, including history of previous trauma exposure, because children who have experienced prior traumas are more likely to develop symptoms after a recent event. An individual child's mental and emotional strength and weaknesses. When a child's emotions are not acknowledged or validated by their parents, they can grow up to be unable to do so for themselves. As an adult, 
They may have little tolerance or intense feelings for feelings at all. They might bury them and tend to blame themselves for being angry, sad, nervous, frustrated, or even happy. The natural human experience of simply having feelings becomes a source of secret shame. What is wrong with me is a question they may often ask themselves. And many times they begin to think, maybe I'm crazy. Or they find themselves having trouble finding friends, lovers, acquaintances. Or if they do, they find themselves feeling dumped or taking advantage or they leave. So what can cause childhood trauma? Again, abuse, physical, sexual, or emotional, neglect, witnessing harm to a loved one, unpredictable parental behavior due to addiction or mental illness, bullying, natural disasters or accidents, alcohol, substance abuse, current or past addictive behaviors, separations from parents or caregivers, experience of uh, intergenerational abuse trauma, compounded or unresolved experiences of loss and grief, chaotic household, lifestyle, problem gambling, poverty, financial hardship, unemployment, social isolation, family extended family, community and cultural isolation, inadequate housing, disadvantaged community, racism, discrimination, nation, oppression or violence, uh, even recent uh, refugee experience. Other types of unhealthy parenting are sexual abuse. It's when a person, adult or child forces, tricks, threatens or coerces a child to have any kind of sexual contact with him or her. Showing children pornography, pictures of films or telling them explicit sexual stories can be a form of sexual abuse. Touching children inappropriately can be sexual abuse. Neglect is when a parent does not feed a child or provide the basic necessities such as clothing or shelter or medical attention if needed. Leaving a child alone when a child is not ready to care for himself is neglectful since it leaves a child in a potentially dangerous situation. And there's also emotional neglect. It's when parents don't take an interest in their child and do not talk to them or hold them or hug them or are generally emotionally unavailable to the child. Alcoholic parents are often neglectful of their children's needs. Although emotional neglect or abuse may not leave physical scars, it has serious consequences for the child. Cruel and unusual punishment is another form of abuse. These are punishments which are extreme and inappropriate to a child's age and ability to understand or mental suffering. It occurs when a child is psychologically abused. If a parent calls child names, constantly belittles the child, blocks every effort on the part of the child to accept him or herself, this can cause mental suffering to the child. Threat of abandonment can also make the child anxious and afraid. And it's another form of mental suffering. Parentification is when the roles are reversed between a child and a parent. That's another form of abuse. It is a form of mental abuse and boundary violation. And the causes of parentification include a divorce or separation, the death of a parent or sibling, alcoholism or drug addiction of one or both parents, chronic disease or disability of one or both parents, 
mental illness in a parent, physical abusive relationship between parents, physically or sexually abusive parent-child relationship, having immature, emotionally unavailable or depressed parents. So what are the examples of parentification? Burdening the child with intimate emotions and worries. Pushing the child when she does not respond to emotional pleas for help with attunement and sympathy. The silent treatment for failing the parent. Revealing details, complaining about other members of the family with the expectation of support. Disclosing sexual detail and information about themselves or their sex life. Forcing the child to take a household duty and responsibility. Without realizing that the past is constantly determining their present actions, they avoid learning anything about their history. They continue to live in their repressed childhood situation, ignoring the fact that it no longer exists. Continuing to fear and avoid dangers, although once real, have not been real for a long time. Then you have the children raised by alcoholic parents. They grew up in a chaotic and unstable home. They are people-pleasing. They crave acceptance and seek approval from others, become compulsive caretakers, self-critical. They judge themselves without mercy. They have difficulty with intimate relationships. They overreact to changes over which they have no control and feel overly responsible for other needs, wants, and emotions, offering advice and help to others, even when it's not asked for may become codependent, difficulty setting and asserting boundaries, difficulty knowing what they need and want, shame and loneliness, difficulty establishing a sense of self, a lack of core sense of self. So as a child, you probably have fantasies about leaving home, about running away, about having it over with about your alcoholic parent becoming sober and life being fine and beautiful. You begin to live in a fairy tale world with fantasy and in dreams. You lived a lot on hope because you didn't want to believe what was happening. You knew that they, you know, they couldn't talk about it with your friends or adults outside your family because you believed you had to keep these feelings to yourself. And you learned to keep most of other feelings to yourself. You couldn't let the rest of the world know what was going on in your home. Who would believe it anyways? So what are the effects of growing up with the alcoholic parent? Well, drinking alcohol has very little stigma and is often synonymous with social activities. The social acceptability of alcohol makes it easy for some to develop dependencies on or addictions to alcohol. So having an alcoholic parent can impact any and all aspects of a child's life. Children with alcohol parents are four times as likely to engage in excessive drinking at some point in their life. And this can be uh, related to addiction or normalization of unhealthy drinking habits in their family. They'll experience loneliness, depression, anxiety, guilt, fear, anger, issues, and inability to trust. So let's talk a bit, a bit now about neglect. Many emotionally neglectful parents are good people, you know, that are trying to make, you know, the best for their child. This can be hard to identify the problem, 
There's three different types of emotionally neglectful parents, well-meaning, struggling, and self-involved. Becoming aware of the emotional neglect you grew up with and understanding the type of parents you have or have had, it helps you heal. So what does it take for a parent to emotionally neglect their child? Surprisingly, it takes literally nothing. Emotional neglect in families tends to happen organically as it's passed down silently and invisibly from one generation to the next. So to become emotionally neglectful parents only need to grow in a family that doesn't understand the importance of feelings and emotional support. So when they become parents, they cannot give their children the emotional validation and care that they never receive themselves. Many people naturally assume that emotionally neglectful parents must be abusive or mean in some way. But one of the most surprising things about childhood, emotional neglect is that the parents are often good and loving people and many are trying their very best to raise their children, but they cannot give their children what they never received themselves. So emotional awareness, emotional education, and emotional validation. Since the picture of emotionally neglectful parents can be so mixed and confusing, it can be difficult to see the traits in your own parents. So we have the type one, which is the well-meaning but neglected themselves parent. They're permissive, they're workaholics, and they like to achieve and they're perfectionists. And they think they're doing what's best for the children and they are acting out of love, not out of self-interest. Most are simply raising their children the way themselves were raised. Then you have type two, struggling parents, caring for special needs, bereaved, divorced, widowed, child, depressed parents. These are struggling parents emotionally neglect their children so they're taken up with coping that there is little time or attention or even energy left for their children. But these parents couldn't, couldn't, so they didn't. They didn't notice your feelings enough or they didn't respond to your feelings enough. Although the reasons for their failure are actually irrelevant, you have not yet realized this yet. You look back and see a struggling parent who loved you and tried hard and you find it impossible to hold them accountable. So children of struggling parents often grow up to be self-sufficient to the extreme and to blame themselves for adult struggles. Children like this grow up to have great empathy toward your parents and a strong wish to help or take care of them. You're grateful for all your parents have done for you. You have excessive focus on taking care of their needs and your parents are not harsh or emotionally injurious towards you. And then you have the worst. This is one of the worst, which is, it's the narcissistic, the authoritative, addicted, or sociopath parent. This category stands out from all the others for two important reasons. First, self-involved parents are not necessarily motivated by what is best for their child. They are instead motivated to gain something for themselves. The second is that many parents in this category can be quite harsh in ways that do damage to the child on top of their emotional neglect. The narcissistic parent wants his child to help him feel special. The authoritative parent wants respect at all costs. The addicted parent may not be selfish at heart, but due to their addiction is driven by a need for their substance of choice. 
and the sociopath parent wants only two things, power and control. Not surprisingly, the toxic parent is the most difficult one for most children to see or accept. No one wants to believe that their parents were or are out for themselves. So what are the signs to look for? You often feel anxious before seeing your parents. You often find yourself hurt when you're with your parent. It's not unusual for you to get physically sick right before, during, or after seeing your parent. You have significant anger at your parent. Your relationship with them feels false. It's hard to predict whether your parents will behave in a loving or rejecting way toward you from one moment to the next. And sometimes your parents seem to be playing games with you or manipulating you or maybe even trying to purposely hurt you. Children who are abused begin to build walls and feel fearless. Not everyone has a wall though. Some children use other defenses and can appear fearless as if nothing bothers or touches them. If you were this kind of child, you may find it harder to acknowledge your hurt. Where to begin? Start lowering your wall one brick at a time. Experiencing abuse as a child can have a profound and lasting impact on an individual's life. And as an adult survivor of childhood abuse, it is essential to engage in self-reflection and healing. Thank you for turning into my podcast today. And as a token of appreciation for being a part of my community, I'm excited to offer you a special opportunity. I am providing a compliment no obligation consultation. The consultation is a chance for us to connect and discuss your unique needs and goals to determine where you are in life. And then we're going to explore, you know, the challenges that you may be facing. So to claim your free consultation, simply visit www.nancyduarte.coach. Let's take this opportunity to connect see how we can work together and create a life of purpose and fulfillment. And once again, thank you for being a valued listener. And I'm looking forward to the possibility of embarking on this transformative journey with you. Remember, your resilience is the key to unlocking a future filled with endless possibilities. Let's take the first step together. Thank you for listening, Nancy.